the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So in today's scripture, St. Paul uses an analogy of a clay pot to talk about us, to talk about our mortal selves. And I get the analogy. I mean, I, I understand. I know that, you know, for most of us, when we're young, there's something that's new about us. And we're in pretty good shape. But we all know what happens to a clay pot when it's exposed to the elements over a long period of time. The pot begins to weather and eventually begins to crumble and it grows weaker and weaker. Yeah, Paul, I get the analogy. I mean, I am certainly not in the same condition and shape that I was 40 years ago when I met my wife, Jerry. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I didn't plan on it. But I'm actually in pretty good shape, though. I mean, my doctor, Dr. Sparks, tells me that I'm in really good shape. And then comes the condition for somebody my age. <laughs> you know, for somebody whose pot has been exposed to the elements for a long period of time and is beginning to weather and crumble away a little bit. Yeah, Paul, we get the analogy. But now, there's more to the analogy than just that. More to the analogy because, well, sometimes life comes at us pretty hard. You know, sometimes it comes at us pretty hard, and it can chip away at us a little bit. It can even crack us a little bit. Sometimes life comes at us pretty hard. That was more than it was supposed to happen there. <laughs> but you get the idea. Sometimes life comes at us pretty hard. We have our troubles. We have our hardships. We have our struggles. Life it isn't always easy. St. Paul certainly knew that. He had more than his fair share of hardship. I mean, many a time he was beaten or run out of town or thrown in jail and locked in a dungeon. And all simply for proclaiming Christ as Lord and Savior. There were times where Christians lied about him in order to push forward their own agenda. And if that's not bad enough, there are times where he was lost at sea and shipwrecked. He spent a number of years in prison. Yeah, he had his share of hardships. And, and in today's passage, he names some of those. He says, we have our troubles. So, show of hands. Anybody here ever had any troubles? Okay, you might as well keep your hands up because I think you're going to say yes to the rest of these too. Okay. Ever had, ever been confused as to why things are happening the way they're happening in your life? Okay. Ever feel harassed, you know, like bad things just keep happening and there's no break and you wonder, is it ever going to stop? Okay. Ever been knocked down? 
I mean, life can throw us a sucker punch, right? Things are going along fine, and then all of a sudden, life can throw us a sucker punch. And it's not easy. It's not easy. We all have our share of troubles and our share of hardships, some of us more than others. It's not easy. Paul, too. But in today's scripture, Paul not only names the hardships that he's endured, he has a little bit more to say than that. He says, we have troubles, but we do not crumble. We're confused, but we are not overwhelmed. We are harassed, but we are not abandoned. And we are knocked down, but we are not defeated. Paul's talking about some strength that can fill us, that comes from beyond. It's kind of like, only got one of these left. I got to be careful next service. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, this being our lives, fill it with something really strong, like concrete. You fill it up with concrete. And then when troubles come, I'm not going to hit it because I need this next service. Okay. When, when troubles come, when hardships come, I mean, it may chip us a little bit. It may poke a hole here or there. It may even crack a little bit, but it's not going to crumble. Not going to crumble. Our lives can be filled with a strength that is beyond us, that helps us to withstand whatever it is, whatever the hardship that comes our way. We know trouble, but we do not crumble. We get confused, but we're not overwhelmed. We can feel harassed, but we are not abandoned. We can get knocked down, but we are not defeated. We will not be defeated by the grace of God. Now, in order to make certain that we're clear on what it is that Paul is saying, he is not saying that the Christian life is one that navigates its way through all the trials and the tribulations, the hardships of life, and comes out unscathed on the other side. He's not saying that. It's not like a Disneyland ride. Y'all been to Disneyland? Remember Pirates of the Caribbean? I loved that ride when I was a kid. My kids enjoyed it when we took them. You get on a ship, you know, full of pirates, and you set sail on this little course. And as you sail along, all around you, there's trouble. There's trouble everywhere as you're sailing, navigating through. But the trouble never makes its way onto the ship. With the exception of a splash of water here or there, we come out the other side of the ride having enjoyed it and unscathed. That is not the Christian life. It's not how it works. Jesus once said, if you want to be a follower of mine, you have to pick up your cross to follow. And picking up our cross to follow means a lot of things, including our life is not lived on the ship, protected from all the trouble, but rather our life is lived 
on the shore in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the trials and the struggles and the tribulations of life, that's where we live our life. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Bad things can happen. How do we endure? Where does our strength come from? My strength comes from the Lord who created heaven and earth. I first met Chuck in early 1996. He'd had a pretty good life for a while. Had married, had children, a good job, a home. And he became successful, very successful. In fact, he became very successful quickly. And along with the success came some temptations. He gave in to one of the temptations, had an affair with a younger woman, ended up leaving his wife, ran off with her, left behind him the wreckage of a broken marriage and the children who were impacted by this decision that he made. For the next couple of years, he lived a pretty free and wild life. And then his mortality started to catch up with him. Diabetes took over his life. And to make a long story short, he ended up losing both of his legs to the disease, both amputated all the way up to here. After his last surgery, his young wife said to him, taking care of a man with no legs is not what I bargained for, so I'm leaving you. And she left him. And all that was left was his broken vessel. Empty. He went into a deep depression. He was defeated. Defeated. His mother went to our church. Father was a Methodist pastor who had died years before. Chuck grew up hearing about God. So he knew about God. He just didn't know God. Well, his mother talked him into coming and seeing me, and so he started coming and see me. He saw me once, and then he saw me again, and then he saw me again. And, and through these times, I started to witness the grace of God just grabbing a hold of this guy. And I've witnessed this a number of times in my life where the grace of God just grabs hold of somebody, grabs hold of them hard, works them over. It started working them over to the point of after a few months... He came to a, a point in his life, a day in his life, where he said, I cannot live another day without help. And that's when it happened. He turned to God. He asked for that help. He became a Christian. His life then began to change. First thing he did was try to make amends for the mess that he'd made of his life prior. He went to his first wife to apologize for all of the harm that he'd caused her trying to make amends. He reached out to his children to try to make amends with them for the pain that he brought to their lives. And through all of that, he started reading and reading some more and praying and praying some more and coming to church every Sunday. And we started to watch as this man who had been this empty shell, this broken, broken man, started, we started to see his life getting filled up with this power that came from beyond him. 
His life started getting filled up with a peace that all you could say passed all understanding. It started getting filled up with a joy that was beyond any circumstance. He became a good Christian man and a leader. For several years, he lived this Christian life. And then the diabetes won out. As he approached death, his first wife decided she wanted to take care of him as he died. And it brought healing to her life doing so. He died and went on to victory. Having faced many a hardship, many of his hardships were brought on by himself, by the decisions that he made about his life. Some of the hardships were brought on simply because we are mortal human beings. We're frail. The pot weathers. It begins to break down. Now, we've all had our share of hardships. The things that we've had to face in life, the struggles that have come from them, the trials that we've had to endure, hardships. We've had them. For some of us, maybe some of these hardships have come about by our own doing, decisions that we've made. For some of us, maybe these hardships have come about because of somebody else's sinfulness, the decisions they made and the harm that they brought to people's lives. For some of us, maybe these hardships have come about simply by a string of bad luck. Or maybe because of our own mortality. We are clay vessels and we do break down. But whatever the source is of the hardship, whatever the source, Paul wants us to hear this good news in Christ Jesus. Troubles will come, but we don't have to crumble. We can be confused by it all, but we don't have to be overwhelmed. We can be harassed from every side, but we're not going to be abandoned. We can be knocked down, but we do not have to be defeated. We do not have to be defeated. St. Paul, writing from prison to the church in Rome, asks, is there any hardship that can overcome what God has done in Christ Jesus our Lord? Can tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Can any of these things separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, he asks? And his answer is, no. We are more than conquerors through the one who loves us. No, we are more than victorious through the one who loves us. No, we cannot be defeated. We cannot be defeated. There is no trouble that it can overcome what it is that God has done for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that we can go through that has the power to overcome what God is doing for us in our lives. There is no harassment and no sucker punch that we can take that has the power to break this peace and this joy that God has planned for us in our lives. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
And I don't know about you, but for me, that promise, it's good enough. It's enough for me. But God, in God's abundant mercy, has even more for us than that. You see, shortly before St. Paul asked, who can separate us from love of Christ? He wrote these words. For we are certain that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord. All things work together for the good for those who love the Lord. Now, what Paul is not saying, what he's not saying is that the hardships that we face, the struggles that we that come from all of this, that these things originate from God. We know that not all the bad stuff that happens in our lives comes from God. We know that some of it comes because of human sinfulness, which by definition is contrary to the very will of God. But regardless of where it comes from, God has the power to bring something good out of it. Remember the story of Joseph. Joseph, sold into slavery by his brothers, hauled off to a foreign land, where then he rises to a place of leadership in Egypt. Later, when his brothers come in need of help, remember what he says to his brothers? What you intended for evil, God has now turned into something good. God has the power to bring about some kind of blessing even out of our hardships, the struggles of life. Maybe, maybe that blessing will be for us, our lives refined by fire, our faith strengthened, strengthened, drawing us ever closer to God. I mean, what a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. Maybe. Maybe the blessing's intended for somebody else. Remember, Jesus died for us. He suffered. And because of his suffering, we are blessed. Sometimes God uses our hardship and brings about some blessing for somebody else in their life. Maybe you've experienced that, where God takes what you have gone through and uses it to help somebody else who's going through something in their life. Ah, God brings redemption. That brings redemption to our lives, to our whole life, including the trials, the hardships, the struggles. God can redeem it all. When I think about that, all I can do is just thank God. Thank you, God. Thank you. We know. We know that hardships will come. We know there'll be times when we struggle. We know there'll be times when we suffer. We know life, it isn't always easy. But we also know that in those times where life is at its most difficult, we can look to Jesus for help. And we know that when we invite him into all of that, all of the stuff that we're going through, there wells up within us a strength that is beyond our own and an assurance that we will not be defeated. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen. Amen.